on Wednesday, and you know what that means. You're listening to the Hardwood Hoop here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Kick back and relax the next hour as we talk all things basketball surrounding the Plains and the SEC. Keep that dollar right here, and let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about March Madness, the Auburn basketball loss in the second round of NCAA tournament, some SEC coaching changes, go with our little special historical Hoopers segment, and then round it out with some pick to the rest of the March Madness bracket. So today, I'm joined by none other than Zach Card. Say hello to everybody. Hello, hello. What's going on? You had a good day so far? Yeah, I have. Only one class. I've just been working on some uh, Eagle Eye stuff. But yeah, pretty good day so far. Absolutely. That's what we love to hear. So today we're going to we're gonna break down, like I said, some of the March Madness games. More specifically, probably the two that Auburn has had um, with the win over Jacksonville State and then the win or the loss to uh, Miami, as mm-hmm. we all know. Um, that heartbreaking loss for this Auburn team. Um, right now we've got Dylan Lark stepping into the booth. When, we, when he sits down, I'll give him a second to just to say hello, but... He's not ready to talk yet, um, but let's let's start just with the with the uh, the Auburn win over Jacksonville State. Um, kind of some of the some of what happened necessarily in that game. Um, what we at least for me as someone that was at the game covering it for Eagle Eye, um, and then what we saw that maybe was I thought was bright spots heading into the tournament. It looked like the team kind of had gotten back on their on their right foot i guess yeah it definitely did um yeah so i mean it's it was it was a good game for auburn to have it was good to see them do that dylan if you want to say hello to everybody you can now hello hello yeah so if you don't know dylan dylan is the host of tank talks football right here on weagle 91.1 that's on thursdays at same time i think one o'clock tomorrow at one yeah so 24 hours from this exact spot tune in you'll be listening to dylan lark have his show on all things football as i know there has been some well it's been a crazy offseason of football. It's been least. a wild offseason of football. Um, so there'll be a lot of interesting stuff on that show. Um, but let's get back to basketball. That's what we're here for. And that's what everybody, nobody in Auburn really wants to hear right now uh, is the word basketball and Auburn hoops. Um, so, but for me, it was disappointing just because, you know, we had this, this team, obviously we'd seen them grow all season long. You know, right. we've seen them kind of come from really nothing or like not really knowing what the team is going to look like with all the newcomers, so like pretty much everybody that had been an Auburn fan, pretty much in love with the team. I know for me, like I don't know anybody that didn't like anybody on this team. Yeah, like it's I don't either. It's just like for me, it's almost heartbreaking the way that this season ended. It is. I mean, we went at the beginning of the season. We weren't even ranked, if I'm not wrong. I think we're preseason 22 or 22, which is low, and we get up yeah. to number one in the polls for the first time in program history. By that, everyone's in love with this team, especially here on campus. And the watches lose in the second round. Well, we know we could have gone further. It's, it is heartbreaking. I would say, especially with all the hype that uh, that Bruce Pearl kind of really put into this team, especially in the offseason, not really even seeing game times uh, with him talking about this being a Final Four team, a Final Four caliber team. And to see them, well, you we saw the potential, especially by the midpoint in the season. Yeah. I mean, if you win SEC regular season, your ceiling is at least Final Four, if not championship. 
I mean, especially at this point and where the SEC is yeah. standing at, um, obviously, you know, you, that used to be a spot pretty much reserved for Kentucky and Kentucky alone. Um, obviously, really since about 2017, 2018, yeah, um, right. it's kind of been anybody's ball game because it felt like as soon as Auburn, you know, decided to be good at basketball, everybody else wanted to be good too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's just Bruce Pearl's fault for just creating, you know, the powerhouse of the SEC, what it is now. Um, or just it finally getting back to that. Dylan, what are your thoughts on that game, the Jacksonville State one? Jacksonville State game? Yeah. All right, we're talking about the, the good game first. Uh, I got to yeah. be honest, I was a little little terrified during the first, like, five minutes because it just seemed like Jacksonville State just could not miss for a good minute. Yeah, there. I mean, there was a reason for that. I mean, you know, like, it wasn't I, – I would say, yeah, because especially that game, it was – the first five minutes weren't exactly what you wanted to see. But They quickly you, turned it around. Yeah, but you, you could tell that Auburn was playing good defense. Jacksonville State was just hitting tough shots. It's as simple as the easiest way to put that is that they were just hitting tough shots. Auburn defending really well in their face, contested looks for Jacksonville State, and they're just hitting them. And then obviously, you know, uh, I think Justin Lee likes to put it this way, uh, return to the medium or like regress to the medium or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I can't remember the exact wording, but basically the regression to the average. for whatever team's shooting, and usually whoever, whoever Auburn is playing, because for some reason they like to come out lights out the first like few minutes of the game. Um, but it, I, I think it's an interesting ball game to look at um, because it really is one that, especially after that Texas A&M game, was a necessary rebound game. You expected Auburn to try and come out and play well, and they did that for the most part. Yeah. I'd say so. Um, obviously, there's a few moments here and there. Auburn obviously beat themselves up. Um, we all know with the Jalen Williams and him losing teeth. <laughs> yeah. Still cracks me up. I mean, had, had a new set of teeth the next next day. Should have lost those teeth earlier based on how he played against Miami for a good bit. I I will not stand for the Jalen Williams slander on this, pod, on, on this podcast, I'm radio show, whatever him. it is. I'm just saying Jalen Williams could always play like that. He always has been able to. I'm saying he lit it up after yeah. he lost his teeth. <laughs> so and he lit fine. it up before then. He's just sitting behind Jabari Smith, so no one talks about him. Yeah. Jalen Williams is good at basketball. There's a reason why Bruce Brown, especially after the Miami game, was that I'm excited to build this team around Jalen. Yeah. I was going to bring that up too, yeah. Because Jalen Williams is good at basketball. That's just gonna I'm not that denying down. that. I'm just saying it's a funny bit. <laughs> it is a funny bit. It is a funny bit. Don't get me wrong. I love a good bit. We we you know I love a good bit. Zach knows I love a good bit. I'm a good bit man, to say the least. I don't know what that means. Um, I'm just kind of rambling on at this point. Um, but let's let's shift away from the the good game that Auburn had in the NCAA tournament. Let's talk a little bit about that Miami game and the heartbreak. Dylan, I know you weren't there. You definitely you had a different angle and perspective on it from what me and Zach had in the arena. So I want you to kind of tell your TV version of it and what you thought and saw thought and saw. Uh, I, I missed like a good, like good portion of it. Cause I was covering the softball game. Go check out Auburn softball. Now that Auburn basketball is out of the tournament. Yeah. Auburn softball is good. It's really good. Uh, Auburn on the other hand, we just, the inconsistency of guard play is what killed us this game. I wouldn't say it was that. I, I mean, it's what it looked like from what I was watching. Uh, I, I think down the stretch, the guards kind of. Got a little out of control. But ultimately, it came down to the fact that Walker did not have 
uh, a good game at all. And uh, Jabari did not play his best game either. Yeah, so I, when I, your two best players aren't playing up to par. It's kind of hard to win games. I would I would agree. Um, obviously, Auburn's greatest strength has always this, especially this season, has been that front court duo of Kessler and Smith. And you know, when they shoot a combined. I think it was two for twenty. Um, a three for twenty or something like that. Uh, I know, three I know, for twenty-two. Yeah, three yeah, for cause, twenty-two. Because Kessler went zero for six, and Jabari went three for sixteen. Three for sixteen. Yeah. Um, so simply the easiest way to put that is Auburn's greatest strength ended up being their greatest weakness. I guess, but I can't really call when two of your best players have a bad game a weakness per se. But like no, but that's what I'm saying is it's yeah. like the what it seems the the way that Miami. Help or the the way that they took down Auburn was to attack not not like everybody else but to attack their Auburn strength. Oh yeah, it was Miami was, coaches uh, Larinaga yep. who his whole game plan was to isolate Walker Kessler in the first you know five minutes or whatever and get him out. He had two fouls early and didn't really play much after that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the one of the easiest way to say this is that Bruce Pearl got massively outcoached in this ball game, and I I, I know that people don't want to hear that. And it's not like the the thing that Auburn fans want to hear because obviously everybody here loves Bruce Pearl. Yeah, this is not us trashing on Bruce Pearl in any way. Like Bruce Pearl is a great coach. Sometimes everybody, every coach get out gets out coached at one point or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see Bill Belichick; it happens to him sometimes in the happens NFL. Happens to Nick Saban too. Happens to Nick Saban as well. I mean, Gus Malzahn has out coached Nick Saban a few times. Everyone that's an Auburn fan has seen that and witnessed that. Uh, that twenty nineteen. Uh, what iron? That's twenty nineteen Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was a doink one or whatever it was. Gus Malzahn out coaching Nick Saban in that case. Every coach get out. Everyone gets out coached at one point or another. Um, but for it to happen in a game like this, in a situation like this, where it it almost felt like Auburn got away from what they do best because they were trying to basically play Miami basketball in a way. Yeah, they were trying to make adjustments for what Miami had done. Instead of playing that brand of basketball that we're used to, that they've played all year, and I, I think that's an important distinction to make as we go into that is that Auburn Auburn's greatest strength, obviously, all season. I, I know I said it just like five minutes ago was was their ability to use their height and their size to stop on de- like to get stops on defense, and then to create offense on the other side of the ball to with Jabari's ability just to create any shot at any spot on the floor, mm-hmm. and then Walker's ability to roll off of screen or just to pin someone on the block and or create space at the three-point line, as you saw at the end of the season. One thing that we all, like, that Auburn got away from was because of, was that pick and roll with Kessler and Wendell or Kessler, or Kessler and Zepp, basically, because of the way that Miami was defending it. And we saw success on this team, especially late in the first half. Late in the first half, Auburn went to a small ball lineup. They started running the screen with Jabari. Because not only did it create space for Wendell off of it, off the screen, but it also created space for Jabari. And that was one thing Miami was making sure to take away from was that space for Jabari, which is why we saw Jabari have such a bad shooting night. Well, on the other hand, Jabari did have 15 rebounds. So, Yeah, even one in his probably worst game of the year, he had a double-double. That's that's a wild thing to put together. I don't think you can understate that. Yeah, like as bad of, as, bad as Jabari played offensively, he made up for it. On every other aspect of the game, because like once again, I don't I don't know if you notice this on TV, because once again it's a different perspective mm-hmm. if you're watching on TV compared to in the arena, especially where my seat was was behind the band, so 
not the most, not the best viewing angle. Um, so shout out to Marsh Madness for that one. Um, <laughs> well, I was on the court taking pictures, yeah. so I saw it pretty well. Yeah, um, but it you could see his hustle like from start to finish, basically. Yeah, he wanted to win this game. I think everybody on the team wanted to win this yeah. game. I mean, everyone everyone on that team was hustling. I think that's a very important distinction. I think it's why Jabari is almost as highly rated as he is, is because not only is, not only is he a winner himself, he makes everyone else want to win. I have to say is uh, I guess uh, the difference between being at the being at the game and watching on TV, you don't really get that distinction as ob- as obviously that they're all like they want to win this game. Yeah, because we saw what the the Twitter backlash that uh, there was multiple people that were just bashing Jabari Smith for how bad he played without really knowing how much actual hustle he put into it. And I don't see how as a fan you could hate this guy who, after just one bad game, you're willing to just turn on him after the season he's given you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a guy that didn't have to come to Auburn. He could have gone straight to the NBA, to the G League, but still to the NBA, yeah. professional game. He chose to come to Auburn. He chose to be here. He wanted to be here. He loves Auburn. Yeah. And that's that's something, especially in that press conference that we saw, is that Jabari really loves Auburn. He loves being at Auburn. He loves supporting not only this basketball team and helping them win, but also the other teams on campus. Mm-hmm. Something that's something Bruce Pearl has been a very big proponent of is having other teams support each other. Yeah, we've seen the basketball guys at all sorts of other sports, not just women's basketball. I mean, I've seen them at soccer games before, and I mean, it, it happened there at the women's basketball games. Yeah. They're at softball games, soccer games. I mean, they show up at the football games. Obviously, we've yeah. seen we've seen the the videos and the gifs now and the memes of shirtless Bruce and the boys. Yeah, like we all know. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick two minute PSA break. We're gonna we're gonna stay right here on Weagle ninety one point one. We're gonna talk a little more basketball, a little more March Madness, talk some more upsets on the other side of the break, and then hit our historical Hoopers segment. So stay tuned right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM, and we'll see you in the next two minutes. Welcome back. That was a quick little two minute PSA break. Make sure make sure to call that number before you dig. It's always important. Um, so we are. This is the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM. I've stumbled on my words so far um, a little bit. Uh, I'm your same host. Thing last week too. Yeah, I did the same thing last week. It's it's not been a great uh, few weeks for me on the in front of the mic, basically. Um, but we are going to break down some of the March Madness bracket. Um, get away from Auburn as a whole a little bit because nobody wants to talk about Auburn basketball right now. We can feel it in the air on campus. It's simply just a sad time to be a, an Auburn basketball fan. Um, but we're going to break down pretty much how bad, how bad, how wrong, especially my bracket is. Um, and we'll look and we'll talk about yours too, because I'm assuming yours is not much better than mine. Uh, I mean, I didn't have uh, Duke losing in the first round. If that's what you're saying. Yeah, I did have Duke <laughs> losing in the first round. Um, <laughs> I thought there would be no better, no better way for Coach K to go out than to lose in the first round to a 15 seed. Well, there's no way the NCAA is going to not allow him to make it to at least the Final Four. Uh, yeah, that was definitely very apparent uh, in the second round game against Michigan State. Um, yes, I'll say if, that. If I was, if I was. In, their bracket, I'd be terrified strictly because. Who's left in that bracket, though, is my real question. We got Texas Tech, Gonzaga, and Arkansas. The the four seats all made it to the Elite Eight for <laughs> Sweet Sixteen. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I outside of Arkansas in that bracket, I would be very scared. Arkansas is probably the, their best ma- the the best chance to knock Duke off in this tournament. And they got to be Gonzaga. 
Does, does Arkansas have any height on their? I, I'm I'm not no. very familiar with Arkansas. Arkansas's like lineup, but uh, most most of it's Jalen Williams. I mean, that's that's the other thing. Chet Holmgren. Yeah, but um, outside of outside of like Auburn, there might not be a bigger team of basketball than Duke. Duke is huge, and I like watching them on TV. That kind of gets away from you a little bit, but in person, holy cow they're giants is is it simply setting us up for a north carolina duke final four no there's no chance are you sure there's no chance do you trust ucla purdue or st peter's to knock off unc st peter's come on you had a point there st peter's is the cinderella team they're knocking off purdue they're the next thing you know they're knocking off ucla (laughs) like they're the 20 they're the 2018 2019 auburn they're making their run to the final four they're gonna be the first 15 seed to ever make it there you know, that's exactly what you want to see out of the St. Peter's team. Is this the highest any uh, double-digit seed has made it in the, in the tournament? No. Uh, uh, I know this is, like, second most, like, double-digit seed we've seen in the Sweet 16. No. What's the uh, furthest we've ever seen one go? The 11 seed Loyola Chicago, uh, they made the Final Four. Hmm. That was probably a few years. That's when Sister Jean first got really big. Uh, when did UCLA? What, Last year, they were the 11 seed. They were 11 seed the mid yeah. Final Four? Yep. Yeah. Because they knocked off Alabama in the Elite Eight, I think it was. Or the Sweet Sixteen. Off the first it might have been the Sweet Sixteen. Um, I don't recall exactly. Bama shakes. Uh, we don't. We don't watch Bama basketball here on the Hardwood Hoop um, because well, Bama basketball is just not good. I know that's what a lot of, a lot of Auburn fans love to hear. Um, but let's just talk about how wrong I was. Do you have you seen my bracket? No, uh, after I do, you, you don't want to CSU Fullerton to beat Duke. I was like, yeah, I don't think this guy knows. Yeah, that that, that was kind of a uh, that was kind of just a shot in the dark. I did that one for fun. Um, I didn't really think Duke was going to win. I picked but... I picked Loyola Chicago to beat Ohio State. Oh, I did too. Uh, I also picked Auburn to go to the Final Four. Um, yeah, that was an idea. I also yeah. picked Baylor to go to the championship game. My championship is still alive though. My champion is still alive too. I have Arizona. Arizona and Texas Tech are my final two. I, I have two of the final four of my final four left. Um, I I honestly, like, looking at it now, looking at my bracket now, oh, when I made the bracket too, I was like, I you you saw me, like, write the paper bracket out or whatever that we yeah. did. Literally, the name of it is Jake's Picks, really bad, no good bracket. That checks out. The name very much checks out. That's I, I can have photo proof of that. Um, I actually have photo proof of that. I hate it. I hated my bracket when I made it, and I still hate it now. Um, my 19% correct mark is not looking very good for per- for a person who talks about basketball on the radio. I hate that my best bracket is when I picked Auburn in the championship. In. What's that one setting at? 87%. <laughs> oh, no. That's going uh, to go down real quick. Though. My official bracket is at 53%. <laughs> yeah. Let, I want to I talk about – I can't remember which region it is. Um, I think it's – yeah, it's actually the both both of the bottom sides, like this, the Midwest and the South. I think it's the East region uh, of this tournament. None of the teams I had in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, the only team I got right in the Sweet Sixteen, I got two, were Providence and UCLA. Those uh, are the only two teams I had in the Sweet Sixteen in mind that made it to the Sweet Sixteen. In the Sweet Sixteen, uh, I got Kansas. Kansas uh, was the only one that made it for me. On the east side, I got UCLA and Purdue, right? Uh, Gonzaga, Arkansas. I got my entire my entire uh, West bracket. I got correct for the Sweet Sixteen. 
I picked all the high seeds for it. So, that's, I mean, that's fantastic, yeah. Uh, I did not get that lucky. I, I missed um, – well, I missed Davidson and uh, well, UConn because, you know, I picked – Yeah. I picked uh, – well, I, I picked Duke to lose in the first round to CSU Fullerton, so obviously Davidson was going to beat CSU Fullerton in the second round. Um, but I, like, looking at – like, I would say, yeah, I picked Creighton to beat Kansas and, like, those two bottom ones that I got completely wrong. Um so I mean I was close on that one. I I had Baylor to beat UNC, which obviously that didn't work, but that almost worked. I had UCLA there. Um I had Texas, obviously that was a ten point loss. St. Peter's well uh, they just or St. Peter's and then simply Wisconsin losing to Iowa State and then Auburn well Auburn being Auburn. Something I just realized in my bracket in the West bracket had had UConn beaten Mexico State and then Arkansas still beaten UConn. I would have gotten the entirety of the West bracket correct. Yikes. I, I had UConn beating New Mexico State, obviously, then beating Arkansas, and then beating Gonzaga. So, you know. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> You're that in pain. Hurts. They have, they, they have the little, the, on the ESPN thing, they have the little ice cube sitting next to my name. That's pain. That's pain. That's <laughs> real pain. Because I, as someone who talks about basketball on the radio, there's nothing like seeing that little ice cube saying that you're completely wrong. Well, you know what they say. You're as cold as you can be. The most you know about basketball, the worst you do. I usually do fairly well, That's though. That's why like, they I'd, call it March Madness. I normally finish like in that 70 to 60% range. Oh, you were 19. Ooh. I got I got to turn your mic on. So, you know, Zach, Zach Carr just hopped back <laughs> in the booth. He had to take a step away. Um, but he asked me what my percent was basically on the uh, – the bracket and well you know I, as i said earlier and i just said it's 19 percent, and i'm not very yeah. happy about it in the eagle eye tournament uh mr hardwood hoop over here is settling in at a 13th place out of 14 people <laughs> who is worse than me uh, I, can i say her name over? i don't know i'm not gonna say her name over radio i'll tell you on the break okay that's fine um, uh, i don't want to dox anybody <laughs> you can just say their first name and it won't be doxing them mm, i'm good uh Okay. For safety's sake. Right, where am I sitting? I'm at seventh. Uh, where? What's yours called? Like Wardam Card, I think. Uh, why don't I see it? All I know is in the Auburn Student Media Group, it's not much better for me. I think I might. I think there's only one person beneath me in that one. I'm in the Auburn Student Media Group. I don't think I'm in the Eagle Eye one officially. Ah, I forgot Yikes. to join that. Yikes. We'll, well just that, we'll that take your scores. We'll count you in still because that you are a staff member. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's simply to say, I, I said this, uh, I don't know if I said this on last week's show when we were talking about the bracket and kind of prefacing it, um, where I just said that this bracket might be the worst for upsets, that no one really knows exactly what's going to happen because college basketball has been wild this year. And I think that's, I think we've seen that in our brackets. I don't think any, like, obviously, I think it was around 32, like halfway through that day that all of the perfect brackets were gone. Yeah, and there was only like 17 going to the day or something absurd it, like that. Yeah, exactly. Million. I don't think anybody knew exactly what this bracket was going to look like. And, I mean, outside of, you know, really Arizona and Gonzaga obviously being where they're at, probably Duke as well, you know, me being the one person that probably picked CSU Fullerton to win. Um, no one really knew exactly what was going to happen in this bracket. So I, honestly, I, I'm just surprised I got this many wrong. At least late, like later teams, you know. I like. I'm I, not shocked by it. Getting getting the first round games, that's just that is what it is. Like you get yeah. lucky with a lot of those, but if you don't have like for the amount of like sweet sixteen teams, I don't have like normally I get most of these right. 
Like, I can pick the later games. Zach, you were sitting at fourth in our student media bracket. Nice. Okay. I'm at sixth. I'll take that. And I'm, what, my bracket's looking bad. I had Auburn what, winning it all. Really bad so. bracket number one, man. Jake Gonzalez is sitting at tied for 18th. Is that last place? So, yeah, you're basically 19th out of 20. <laughs> yes. Colin is at 17. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, we have like a little, uh, we have like a student media group between all the student medias on campus. So between Eagle Eye TV, Weagle, Plainsman. 91.1 FM, and the Plainsman. Um, it's basically most, it's most of the sports guys and then a few of the, the other members that wanted to join as well. Um, we don't discriminate in that way. The highest sports guy is Tar at fourth. That's not a good sign for us. It goes, it, you're, so you're tied with fourth with Tar. So it goes, mm-hmm. y'all two at fourth, me at sixth, and then, you know, you. Yeah, at the very end. You and Colin. Yeah. At the very um, together. But basically, we're just seeing who's got the best brackets out of the three uh, different studio, three main student media groups here at Auburn. Um, we're going to step to a two-minute PSA break real quick, and come, we're going to come back after that. We're going to talk about our historical Hooper for the week and see if they are, will get added to the list of the others. Um, so stay tuned right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're coming back from the, the halfway point of the show, halfway point of the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I am your host, Jake Gonzalez. Today I'm joined by the wonderful Zach Card and, well, Dylan Lark's here too. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, nice nice to hear your voice on a, a Thursday or a Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how I got that day wrong. We'll hear you two days in a row. Probably three days in a row, actually, with uh, TNT in the morning on Friday. We might pop in for Depends that. on how I feel about the film that day. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how we found a way to we- weasel our way to three days on this uh, radio network or I don't Couldn't know. imagine if we got paid for this because we back <laughs> three we, days in a row. Yeah, like bank. <laughs> we literally just three days in a row. We just kind of weasel our way on into each other's shows and just kind of always hang around. Um, yeah, so if you just missed it, uh, the last block we talked a little bit about, uh, well, the last two blocks, I guess, so we'll, we'll go from there. We talked about Auburn and the March Madness tournament, so their first and second round games, their disappointing end of the season, um, the heartbreak that ensued not only for people that have covered this team as well because I feel it because I've gotten to know these guys um, as the season's progressed, but also as fans, um, as students here at Auburn. Um, and then we talked about a, our March Madness brackets, mainly mine and how poor it is. It was sitting at a 19% correct rate. Um, really not something you'll have to see as the host of a basketball show. Um, and then in this block, we're going to talk a little bit. Probably, you want to talk a little more about March Madness because we didn't get to talk about your bracket. We didn't get to have some fun with that one and see how bad it is. <laughs> Um, we'll do a little about that, and then then we'll do our historical Hooper segment. Talk a bit about some of the coaching changes in the SEC, and then we're going to round out the rest of the show on the last block, talking about some sweet, the Sweet Sixteen matchups and who we think is going to win those. So, Zach, how bad is your bracket? It's not awful. Um, I have it up on the ESPN Tournament Challenge one, and so I'm shooting you 62 percent. Oh my gosh, you're murdering me. <laughs> murdering me. Uh, but the only problem is I have Auburn winning it all, and that's not going to happen anymore. Okay, yeah, so your bracket can only go downhill from there. Let's go zone. What's, your, what's the max score that you can get? Uh, 1,070. Okay, so technically right now, if I get the rest of the games right, the rest of them right, I can still beat Zach. 1380. Yeah. Can't beat me. Mine's at 1090. <laughs> <laughs> I have a chance. I have a chance to beat somebody and not be last place in the thing. <laughs> And really, that's all I'm looking forward to. Arizona is the only thing keeping me alive, and I love that for Arizona. I have three of the four 
Final Four still alive, or of my Final Four still alive. So I have two out of my four. Oh, I'm half saying, mine's gone. Yeah, <laughs> my I'm Final Four kind of pretty in that aspect. Half my Final Four is gone, and then I also got one of the champions or one of the semifinalists wrong as well. My Final Four may have had Auburn and Murray State in it. <laughs> so. I think I have seven. <laughs> seven oh of my Elite my. Eight picks are still alive too. I I have to go back to the fact that Dylan Lark had Murray State in the Final Four. I can't. So did not um, Colin. Yeah, Colin's not that bright, though. <laughs> Sorry, that's, Colin. That's love just you. rude. <laughs> Colin, rude. we love you. We're just saying that it's a it's a good buddy of ours. Sorry, uh, uh, he's been on the show before. You know, yeah. if you what, what if you don't know, he's the hey guy or the what's what's his hey again? I can't do it. I can't. He, he has such a it. unique way to say hey when he does it. <laughs> it's I it's it was kind of a bit for a minute um, on this show where we kind of just start it where we just be like hey <laughs> hey I, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we just, we love Colin, but we just want to make fun of him a little bit. Um, I doubt he's listening. You know, maybe he is, but I would listen to the show if I wasn't on it. I'll post it on uh, I'll post it on Spotify and I'll tag him. Um, make sure Colin knows that he's in, he's a part of the show. Yeah, We're thinking about him. <laughs> We're still thinking about him. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go into our historical Hooper segment. Um, Colin, have you, or Zach, have you? I just called you Colin. Y'all, y'all two are tied to the hip most of the time, anyway. So yeah. I'll call you Colin. Um, <laughs> Zach, have you have you been a part of the historical Hooper segment in any way, shape, or fashion, or know what it's about? Yeah, we've discussed it off of radio before. Okay, okay, okay. So if anyone's not listening to the show, I'm gonna preface it anyways, because well, it's it's kind of it sounds weird when you just hear historical Hoopers. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about what it is. So me, I like basketball, I like sports, but I'm also a history nerd. I love history. The main books that I read. People make fun of me for it at Eagle Eye and at Weagle or historical nonfiction books because, well, what's the point of a fiction book? It has no meaning. Um, whoa, 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 that's that's, <laughs> that's a take. It's not a take. I'm just saying like you don't learn you don't take. learn anything from a fiction book, historical nonfiction. You learn about history. If you don't know your past, you're doomed to repeat it. Thank you very much. Someone this has read talk. the giver. <laughs> I have. It's not a good book. Um, we will move on. So we are going to uh, we're today. We are going to discuss whether or not this random historical figure would be good at the game of basketball. Dylan Luck is not very happy right now that I said The Giver is not a good book. I read it in, uh, I think it was seventh grade. Way to read it for class. Um, and, you know, you know the little assignment where they, like, make you do, like, the, the little I giver ceremony? I read it ceremony. in second grade, so that tells you a lot about Hoover's education system. Okay, uh, eclectic Alabama. Um, <laughs> you know, we did the little assignment where we would like they would go through like the giver ceremony where they give everybody their roles um yeah i was the giver in that one just gonna flex that one out there um all right so today we're gonna discuss whether or not a random historical figure another one would have been good at the game of basketball so in the past we've done george washington leaf erickson london b johnson cornelius vanderbilt and we did a two-for-one special last week on lewis and clark so for this week we're going to discuss what discuss 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 whether or not Julius Caesar would be good at the game of basketball. And if you don't know who Julius Caesar is, I I don't know how you don't um, know who he don't is. Don't worry, Jake doesn't know who he is either because he spelled his name wrong in the rundown. Whatever you say, um, yeah, laid the foundation for you. All right, yeah, sorry, I flipped the the E and the A. You literally didn't change anything. Um, laid in the found. He basically laid the foundation for the Roman Empire. He created it. He was the first dictator of Rome. In the world, essentially became the first emperor of Rome. So I'm going to go through 
some of the pros and cons for this. Honestly, I didn't spend this much time on it this week because I kind of forgot about the the segment because uh, I got really lazy this week. Um, but we what we're going to do is we're going to do pros, we're going to do cons, and go back and forth in between the two, and then we're going to discuss whether or not he could hoop. So Julius Caesar, one of his pros, he was a military man, so we know that's been a, that's been a common theme from this show from day one. Um, obviously because the first one we did was George Washington and, well, military minds, they all kind of think alike. Um, you know, they're going to be strong. They're going to be fit. They're going to be kind of in a good shape, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Intelligent. Uh, intelligent, yeah. They know the way, know, they know how to f- kind of think their way out of difficult situations. They can think on the fly. Um, a con, he's a snake. Um, if you don't know, the way he became the first dictator and the first emperor of Rome uh, he was a part of the first triumvirate. I can't remember if I have said that wrong, name right. I never remember how to say it correctly. Um, basically, it was like three people, like three presidents, basically, in control of Rome. He basically cut the other two out and became the first emperor of Rome. He's a backstabber. Um, once again, another pro. It's another military thing. These are really the only pros I could find on him. Uh, he was an extremely good military leader. He only had two defeats in his entire military campaign. One was in the Gaelic Wars, and one was in the, the Caesar Civil Civil War. Um, but other than that, I think he was like 18-2, and two, which it's a pretty good record as a military leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, another con, he was only 5'7". So, hey, that's not disrespect the short kings. I am a short king myself. Muggsy Bogues could dunk. Muggsy Bogues was a freak, a freak of nature. With so was Nate ability. Robinson. So was Julius Caesar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you can't say a snake is a bad thing because Kevin Durant's still an all-star. Yeah, but it's also not like, you know, something you want on your team. You're not going to want to, like, backstab your teammates like he did, you know. Well, his He's teammates almost also backstabbed him as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So then we're going to go to our, our another con. Uh, he had epilepsy, which means he would not be able to handle the bright stages of the light or the game. Um the bright lights, as you say, the flashing lights from the cameras and all of that at the big game. Um, so what we're going to do, I want you to, after listening to these, would you say he's a hooper, Dylan? You know what? Military man, uh, he's a he's a, he's a winner. Okay. He's and a winner. His only con to me is his height. I say, I'd say he's a hooper. That's your only con is his height. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Zach, tell me. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. He's not a hooper. Why? He, for one, he's five seven, so he's too short. But that's Whoa. not the only thing. Okay. Not, okay. Look, not you, the only you, thing. you may you may be the tallest one in this room, right? You may be over six foot, but there's no reason to disrespect our short kings like that. No, I have no disrespect to our short kings. We're talking about purely basketball ability. I'm just saying, short people can be good at basketball. Yes, Look at they Nate can. Robinson. I may be shorter than you, but I'm also better than you at basketball. Just okay, throwing well. that out there. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. He also suffered from headaches, migraines, and epilepsy. Epilepsy, I don't know how you can play basketball at a high level like the NBA. Because that's what we're saying, right? NBA yeah, yeah, level? Of, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, you, I don't know if there's a single NBA player that suffers from epilepsy. I, I'm, I'm not going to get into that. Um, we're not going to look at medical records of... NBA stars on this but show. But that's a, that's a con that I take into account. Yeah. All right. That's that's why I have that listed in the con section. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a con for me. I just don't see him. He's 
there's not many basketball players in the NBA that play at a very high level that are under six foot. That's fair. The odds to do so are extremely low, and I just don't think that he would be physical enough to make his way into the league. All right, all right. That's fair. That's a good point. He'd be a good D3 hooper, D2 hooper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Disrespect for the D2, D3 range. Uh, I I agree with you, Zach. Um, He's not a historical hooper. He's not going to join the list. That's a two out of three on this one. So he's going to join Leif Erikson as the only two people on this show to not be a historical hooper. And really, for their their main reason is if you can't trust your teammates, you can't be excel at the NBA. You can't excel at the NBA level. Yeah, it's a team game. You can't do it by yourself. No one can. No one can win an NBA game by themselves. Russell Westbrook knows that one um, from the hard truth. You know. You know just what it is. You learn that the hard way. That's the word. There's the phrase I was looking for. Um, you know, he maybe the triple double king, but guess what? Doesn't win in playoff games. Doesn't win you an NBA championship. That's why he's got zero rings. I'm looking at you, Dylan. I know you're. Are you dissing Russell Westbrook without me knowing? Russell, yeah, I will fight you. His name is Russell Westbrook. Get it right. Russell Westbrook. His MVP trophy would like to have a conversation with you. His like five NBA playoff games that are wins would like to disagree with you. I don't know. I don't know how many playoff wins he has. He has more than that for sure. Another guy who is like bottom tier of every bracket (laughs) ranking we're in is not talking to me about basketball. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> then All I'll right. just echo what he's saying. Russell Westbrook's not a team player. He won't win a ring. He is a team player. Right. Right there. He led the league in assists in multiple years. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. His rings are lacking. He didn't get you want to stay off Twitter? <laughs> I'm not on. I'm barely on Twitter in the first place. So yeah, me too. Twitter. If there's one person that doesn't need to be on Twitter on this show, it's you. Y'all just <laughs> haters. I know I we we like to harp first, on Dylan first because ballot he's a, Hall of Famer by the way. Okay, I mean, actually he he will be he will be first just be, just be just because first ballot. just because he's the triple double record, which by all means I'm not I'm not saying that's not a, a hard three time All Star MVP. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sorry the game that barely anybody actually tries in anymore. They did whenever he's. <laughs> that's right. He hadn't been in there in a few years. <laughs> he was he was our last year. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. All right. So we are actually going to go to a PSA break a little bit early um, because we got to talk about the SEC coaching changes, and then we'll talk about some of the Sweet 16 matchups that are on deck for this weekend and do our pick for those, which I will probably get wrong because I've got everything else wrong on this bracket. This is about right. Um, so we are going to go. We'll be back in like two minutes. So just hang around. Stay right here. Keep the dog right here. Right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn. I am your host, Jake Gonzalez. Today I'm joined by pretty much always Dylan Lark and the amazing superstar that is Zach Card. I'm just wow, going to do that. You. I just don't want to give uh, Dylan that recognition um, just because I'm trying to mess He's with him He's just a bit. mad because I never have the yips in class. Yeah, um, I had He's just one. jealous of my ability to be able to public speak. Yeah, so me and Dylan have a news and sports announcing class here at Auburn, taught by none other than the uh, AL MVP or AL Rookie of the Year, not AL MVP, AL Rookie of the Year in 1989, uh, Greg Olson. Um, and simply to say the least, I got the yips one day in class and couldn't speak, and now Dylan will never let me live it down. It was not just one day. It was, it was like one an day. entire week. It was one day. It was a week. It was firmly one day. You're capping. You know, 
I, I couldn't pull off like the Sean White run in Pyeongchang in 2018. I couldn't do that gold medal run like he could um, to, to bounce back on our assignment, and I got the yips. So um, you straight up just like stopped two sentences into the thing. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. Do this. I, I couldn't. I literally just could not speak that. The day. look on Greg's face when you did that was just so funny because he was just like, "What is going on with this kid?" Yeah, because I had the yips. The words were not coming out of my mouth the way they should have been. There was words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, couldn't tell you what they were. They were not what the, about the assignment. <laughs> they were not the script. It was more me just being like, I'm done for the day. I can't speak. We're just going to move on. I like this never happened. So that's exactly what we're going to do now. And we're going to go look at the SEC coaching changes that have happened in the SEC, obviously. Uh, because, well, it's been wild. I mean, we've had, I think it was uh, five coaches that, uh, that got fired technically in the SEC. One moved from Georgia or from Florida to Georgia, so that Georgia uh, spot got filled by the Florida coach. So technically six coaching changes really in the SEC as a whole. We're going to break down. I'm going to go through the list of obviously where at schools lost coaches and who they hired because they have all been filled by this point. Um, so obviously the first one was Georgia firing Tom Crean. He was replaced by Mike White from Florida. Then Florida went and hired uh, Todd Golden from San Francisco who they almost upset, what was it, Murray State, if I'm correct, uh, in the NCAA tournament this year. Yep. Uh, Mississippi State fired Ben Howland, and they hired Chris Jans, who upset UConn in the first round of the NCAA tournament at New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU, obviously the Will Wade situation, they hired uh, Matt McMahon, Murray State's head coach, um, or I guess former Murray State head coach now. Um, I was shocked by that hire, by the way. I, I expect him to get like a, a home run hire, if you will. Yeah, I did not think a home run hire would have been there, and Matt McMahon is definitely that. Um, he's going to see, definitely going to succeed at uh, LSU, depending on – I don't remember exactly what the, uh, the I guess, the hand down of penalties There's to LSU was. There will be a hefty penalty going There will on. be a hefty penalty there um, for multiple, multiple level one uh, violations. And that's the, if you don't know, a level one violation is the highest from the NCAA that you can have. And don't forget to mention Bruce Pearl had, what, two level fours? Yeah. And we had a po- one postseason ban? Yeah. But that was also a self-imposed postseason ban, but we also had a level one violation as well, but it wasn't on anyone on staff anymore. Um, Missouri, they fired uh, Kunzo, and they hired Dennis Gate. I can't remember where he's from. Cleveland State. Cleveland State, that's correct. Uh, South Carolina fired Frank Martin. That one broke my heart a little bit. I'm a really big fan of Frank Martin. Sad to see him go, and they hired him or, or replaced him with Lamont Perry. I just want to say that French-wise because it's definitely a French name. Um, that that hire I don't like. I'm not a big fan of that hire. Um, I don't think that's going to be I, – I think they should have st- stuck with Frank Martin just because he's one of those coaches in the SEC along with Calipari that's kind of been really – you just kind of – like kind of the old guard. You just kind of When you think of SEC basketball, Frank Martin's kind of just always been there. Um, I want to talk about the the Matt McMahon hire a little bit. Zach, tell me tell me your thoughts on this hire. Great hire. That's it. That's your thought. Um, <laughs> he's gonna have a tough time with all the allegations, or not allegations. All the uh, what word am I looking for? Help me out here. It's allegations. It's all the the penalties. The penalties. Are, the yeah. punishment yeah. that LSU will um, be under. The sanctions. There we go. That's the right word we're looking mm-hmm. for. So I think he'll have a tough time getting through that. But I think once he gets to the other side, I think they're gonna be a good ball club. I agree as well. I mean, we saw, we've seen what he has done with Murray State. Obviously, eighteen and zero, and 
the Ohio Valley Conference this past season, Ohio Valley regular season champions, Ohio mm-hmm. Valley tournament champions, upset in the second round, obviously, by St. Peter's, the Cinderella story, which I was kind of sad we didn't get to talk about them today because, well, that's a wild story in its own. Yeah, they're incredible. Um, not only are they incredible, but their story of how they are and, like, how they came about or, like, where the basketball program is at in a way. Mm-hmm. It's not very good, not very set up well for success up there in Jersey City, yet they're still in the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, which is why the NCAA tournament is awesome, but it's also kind of why it sucks because Kentucky should never have lost to them. Yeah, I saw something that it's the worst way to decide who the best basketball team in the country is, and it's the best way to decide a national champion. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so, yeah, let's go into the pick for this week now. we got 10 minutes left on the show. We're going to go to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. I know uh, Dylan wants to go talk about the NIT for some reason. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to waste my time. No, that was me. That wasn't Dylan. Don't put that on him. I'm putting it on Dylan. (laughs) I would love to talk about the NIT. Okay, well, me too. We're not going to talk about it. I run the show. I've got the audio board Some of us just love basketball more, I guess. (laughs) March Madness is where it's at. That's the real (laughs) bracket. That's the one we all care about. Um, Well, Auburn fans don't care about it anymore, so (laughs) whatever. That's why we go into the NIT. Yeah. (laughs) Because we got a root for Texas A&M. Hey, we still got Arkansas alive. True. Woo, Pixie. Which is the first game we're going to talk about. It's going to be number one seed Gonzaga, number one overall seed, taking on four seed Arkansas. Tell me who you think is going to win that game. I have something in me that refuses to ever let me pick Gonzaga to win any game. It's like on my show, whenever I hit the pick Notre Dame, I never pick Notre Dame. Even, I, even I, when they play Navy, I cannot pick Notre Dame. I, I'm in the same boat with Notre Dame. I cannot pick Gonzaga. Woo, pick Suey. All right. Zach, who do you think? Woo, pick Suey. I want. I want to say I. I am. I'm secretly rooting for Arkansas, but in order for this win to happen, I have to pick Gonzaga. I don't think Gonzaga will win. I don't want Gonzaga to win. I do not like Gonzaga. I do not think they're a good basketball team. I've said this so many times. Yeah. They are the most overrated one seed that there has been in the past couple of seasons. Jalen Williams is going to lock down, not Chet Holgram. Because let Chet Holgram do whatever he wants to. A smaller guy can guard him because he has no size. He's going to lock down Drew Timmy. That's the most important piece. Drew Timmy's the one that leads his team in the postseason. We saw it against Memphis. Mm-hmm. It's all about Drew Timmy and Gonzaga. If you stop Drew Timmy, you win the ball game. Give me Gonzaga, but I want Arkansas to win. Give me Arkansas, actually. We'll pick Suey. We're going with that now. I'm, I'm just sticking with Arkansas. I hate do, it. Do, but do I, you do the chant now? Because they do it like three times. The pig Suey. Yeah. They do it like three, three times when they say Razorbacks. Yeah. It's it's a cult like there. Um, it's really interesting to listen to if you've ever gone to like an Arkansas like sporting event and hear them say that. It's really cool. It's kind of scary, too, at the same time. <laughs> we are going to pick, uh, let's go with Texas Tech, the three seed, taking on Duke, the two seed. Zach, you're going to start off with that one, pick this game. Um, in my bracket, I originally had Texas Tech because I am a huge Duke hater, and I'll say that. <laughs> um, but I, watching Duke play Michigan State last weekend, it's hard for me to see anyone beat them. Uh, I'm going to go Duke. Okay. All right. Who do you got? My championship has to stay alive for my <laughs> sanity. So, go Red Raiders. You know, I I uh I may have picked Duke to be upset in the first round by Cal State Fullerton because well I just wanted the upset and I wanted to witness uh Coach K Luce's final game in person. Um, almost had that happen against Michigan State. In my bracket, I have Texas Tech going to the Final Four, but after watching these games this past weekend. And seeing them Duke play in person and the refs just giving them whatever foul they wanted, they're going to carry 
the refs are, the referees in the NCAA. It's a conspiracy. They're going to carry Coach K to the Final Four, so give me Duke to win this one. All right, let's move on to Arizona, the one seed in the, I think it's the South region, taking mm-hmm, on yeah. Houston, the five seed in that region. Dylan, who do you got? Uh, give me the Bearcats or Wildcats, whatever they are. They're the Wildcats. Oh, they say bear down on the football field. Yeah. So you just, I just don't know. But give me Arizona. All right, who do you guys at? Arizona. All right, I got Arizona as well. We can keep that one quick, simple. Let's talk about... Let's go with 11 seed Iowa State and 10 seed Miami. Probably the most interesting game in the Sweet 16. Uh, just the high, look, an 11 seed and a 10 seed in the in the Sweet 16 is something we don't see very often. I don't think we've ever seen it. Zach, who do you have winning this game? Pass. What do you mean pass? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Um, Give me an answer. I'm going to go Miami. They're riding the wave off of beating Auburn. Miami takes it. I like the pun, riding the wave, the hurricanes. Uh, give me Miami as well. I'm gonna go with Iowa State. Miami celebrated too much after the Auburn win. I'm just saying I have they this have thing. Right too. <laughs> they do. They, they do. Did, Don't get yeah. me wrong. They do. Hey, we win, we dance. That's they won, Auburn. they dance. You know. That's fine. That's fine. But I just gotta say, if you ever seen a team celebrate after a big win in the NCAA tournament, and they go kind of crazy about it, next thing you know, they lose in the next round. Give me Iowa State. They're gonna move on to the Elite Eight. You're going to have an 11 seed in the Elite Eight for back-to-back years. All right. Let's go with one more game, and then we're going to round the show out. Um, in a little bit early. Probably one of the most interesting games. A battle of blue bloods, you might say. No, Auburn's playing? They're a new blood. Um, we got eight seed North Carolina taking on four seed UCLA. You know, UCLA, obviously, Final Four uh, participants last season. They're in the Sweet 16 again this season. Dylan, who do you have? I know you're thinking hard about this. I can you want me to pass and move on to Zach and then come back to you. As much as I brought up earlier that the NCAA might be trying to really push a UNC Duke Final Four game, I have to go with UCLA. All right, all right. Who do you got? I'm gonna agree. I'm going to UCLA. Um, I don't have them going all the way to the Final Four again, but I got them in the Elite Eight. I'm going to pick North Carolina in this game. Um, I just think that UCLA is not a good a basketball team. I think that them being a four seed, is, they're being rate, way overrated. I think North Carolina probably should be the four seed in this region, especially the way they played the second half of the season. They had a weak start to the season, but give me North Carolina in that game. It's going to be a close one. For um, sure, a close one. But give me give me North Carolina. All right, that's all we have for this week on the Hardwood Hoop. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez. Tune in same time, same place next week. Wednesdays at 1 o'clock. Make sure to check out Dylan's show on Thursday, uh, Tank Talks Football. That's Thursday at 1 o'clock. So be tomorrow at 1. Exactly. Thursday at 1 o'clock. You can find that right here on Weagle 91.1. Thanks for listening. I can find the mouse. I'll exit out of the show because I've got no clue where the mouse is. So that nice little 15 seconds because uh, I'm messing up once again. But thanks, you guys, for listening. We'll be right here. We'll see you guys then. <laughs>